This is your anime DJ's weekly rundown 53. Come on, man, let's get it. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. I am here with both my co-hosts, Dan and Tyler. Dan, how are we doing this evening? I'm doing good, dude. A little sleepy, long day at work. You know, had to wrangle some payloads for a robot. So uh, a lot of, lot of begging people, please give me your stuff. And I don't like doing that. But, but it'll resolve itself next week. Ours is finally showing up. It's been like on order for like nine weeks. Oh, geez, geez. I had a long day too, man. Um. A little 10 hour day and i'm still not done you know gotta work after we get done with this but tyler hopefully some more positive news and not work related how are you uh video games that's that's what's uh uh consumed my life at this point and anime of course man's been grinding power world i see yeah. excellent yeah. excellent boys that's what i'm doing must, after this instead of working so must be nice <laughs> <laughs> oh man I just got to book some flights later, so I'll probably be gaming after I eat dinner and do that. Not oh, yeah. bad. Not bad. I, I've, like, actually, like, got behind on so many, like, seasonal animes because of Power World. So, yeah. <laughs> you know what? You're not behind on them. You just wanted to build up a little bit of a threshold, and that way you can enjoy more than one episode at a time. Savor the flavor. Exactly. You got to work everything into a positive light. Yes, sir. I was watching sure. like twenty different shows, so I, I'm I'm almost behind enough to start dropping shit. So twenty, <laughs> twenty yeah. shows. Yeah, bro is a savage. Fuck, I'm watching like six. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of decent shows this uh, this well, uh, season. So well, actually seven because uh, last night I couldn't sleep and I threw Black Clover on. Oh. Running it back. I'm checking back out the dub. The dub, is, the dub is uh, loud. Yeah, I enjoyed <laughs> the dub, but like Asta and you know is like way more uh, aggressive uh, in the dub. So I feel I like think, I, I can't attest to that. Yeah, for sure. I, I watched two episodes and I'm pretty sure I heard the words Wizard King 37 times. Yes. <laughs> you know you did. It's like Hokage, bro. Literally. Except you I mean, got two people yelling it instead of one. So, God bless. Well, well, guys, the best way to support the podcast is to rate it. Please tell your friends about it. I know they want to hear this good content um, and join in on our discussions. If you want to hear about a specific topic or have questions about the latest episodes or have a specific topic for our BS hour, hit us up on our socials, mainly Discord, but. We can, you can find us anywhere on our link tree, linktree.com backslash anime So this week, One Piece is on a filler episode slash a special. And we don't do that mess over here. That's not us. Never. So, guys, we have three shows. First, we're going to do Undead Unluck episode 17. Then we're going to do Freerun episode 21. And lastly, we're going to do Mashal season 2 episode 5. You boys ready to get into it? Let's 
Let's do it. Let's go, baby. <laughs> I'm trying to like get myself. I'm trying like to get myself hyped up right now, dude. Uh, so we're gonna start with Undead on Luck, episode 17. Out smart. The union is beginning a countersault to regain the round table from under. The kangaroos are coming, boys. Uh, if you guys remember last episode, Billy dramatically betrayed the union. And that caught us all by surprise. This operation is centered around Andy and Fuko and their magical unlock abilities while everyone else is doing their best to support them. Hopefully that's enough to save the day. Yeah, and I just like I've been asking this for a couple episodes now, but I just want to know what the under it means. Why why did they choose the under as a name? Uh you Crikey. know. Yeah. The only thing I got is I was telling the boys before this is are are they like based in Australia or something? Like that's the only thing I can think of. Uh I think it's just kind of like an edgy way to say the underworld of the un abilities. Wait, I guess. What if what if the whole group is like a negator and it's undoing dur? <laughs> <laughs> what is dur? Is, is that the in German, Bass? You're a German aficionado. I don't think there's any German in the show whatsoever, so I'm going to say no. Is uh, Der? No, Der is you. Um, D-I-R is you. Oh, okay. Well, what's that Un mean? You. That's deep. Oh, it means you. Okay. okay. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking mm -hmm. I'm thinking Call of Duty with Der Eisendrock, the zombies level. Oh, they're, <laughs> they're fighting zombies somewhere. Okay. All right, that makes well, sense. Back to the episode. <laughs> <laughs> this episode opens up and we've got Rip talking to Billy about their true goal. And their true goal isn't just to kill God. The under wants what comes after. And, you know, we kind of were thinking, like, do you guys like what is actually what the under wants? Do you guys have any ideas? Well, Billy's uh, not Billy, but a uh, Rip has said a few times that like he wants a fair world. Um, and I'm not really sure what exactly what he means by that. Like, do they want to be the overlords of the world since they have negator abilities? Are the negator abilities going to go away and they want to be like everybody else? So it's been pretty undefined from what I can remember. I feel like, you know, although everybody we see have a negator abilities, parents somehow die in a tragic accident. I feel like it'd be pretty cool to have those. So I would be shooting to be God. Okay. Not the, okay. Not the dead parents. I'm not Batman. <laughs> I'm not looking for that. I thought it was going somewhere dark. I'm not going to lie. But being able to freeze people in their place, never die, like these things kind of sound kind of sweet. So Dealing kill God and become God? Is that yeah. what you're saying? Yeah, you know, just casual. So he mm. wants to be... This, this brings me back. Wasn't Dan the one that um, said that he like wanted to... He agreed with Aaron Yeager or something like that? His motives, I it was. I don't believe I've ever said I agree with <laughs> genocide. No, I don't think. I don't think I've ever said I, I agree. Swear, with genocide. I swear that didn't like, we this like, just have an episode <laughs> about that? And and Dan picked Aaron Yeager. Yeah, I, I'm. This conversation, uh, what he's saying right now, is bringing back memories. I think so. What episode His head are is you spinning. guys talking about? <laughs> <laughs> well. The, the one where we didn't agree with their methodology, but their ideas. I didn't have Aaron on that list. 
Mm-hmm. All right, that's what you guys says. talk. I'm looking it up. Oh boy, his head's spinning. No, y'all can't see, but his head is spinning. If it wasn't that episode, there was an episode in the past. I'm pretty sure that you uh, kind of agreed with what he was doing, but you didn't support genocide, but you did kind of or something like that. I'm pretty sure you are putting fucking words in my mouth right now, man. Like my my distant 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 great grandparents had to flee their country because of genocide like, now, yeah, fucking yes, with that. I, don't, I don't think dan's down with the whole genocide portion of it we my my memory is bad so i could be just making shit up in my head i don't know so <laughs> well to, to move forward with the episode guys while, while dan's <laughs> looking yeah, up his no, innocence. I, I picked Zeref and lord genome dude oh hmm <laughs> <laughs> okay. 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 We will. We will. We will find a true, uh, true thing uh, sometime or another. So the truth what will we're come talking out. about. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if it was the only way to do it, dude, Thanos did the same shit, and he had a point. No, I'm just kidding. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> and Dad wonders why we got these ideals. <laughs> okay. Where were we? Ah, so Julius asked Shikura to stop her bleeding. And at this point, did you guys think that unmove was it unmove that is ability? Yeah. yeah. Unmove was going to be able to stop blood. Because like, mm. I thought it just made your body stop in its position. Like, I didn't think it was going to be able to stop the flow of blood because everybody he would use it on would die. Yeah, so this it was. Is, this is kind of a cheap, cheap writing because she was talking the whole time. Mm. Yes, uh, and she was holding her neck, and we never actually got to see Shikara uh, stop the bleeding. I mean, what I was confused about and why she asked him to do that, like, wouldn't that stop her from moving and like completely take her out of like the 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 um, counter assault? Yeah, I mean, well, she wasn't going to get involved in it anyways because she had a gaping hole in her neck. But maybe with. <laughs> The off-screen little training arc we got that was three months, maybe he got better with his ability, and we just haven't seen that yet. I mean, if you think about it, if you don't move, you're going to have less blood flow, so you're going to have less blood pouring out of your body? Question mark? Yeah. Maybe. So now that I've thought about it, it's like I think that like he can only... He only stops what he sees so her blood would basically be clotting on the outside of the wound instead of because it, it doesn't stop blood flow when people were just standing still he can only okay. stop what he sees yeah so he's able to like kind of focus in on a target now not just be like i hope so be way cooler yeah I mean, it would. that would make sense because like uh, she was still talking so maybe he's a she's a he's able to like like you said maybe uh just do a certain area now instead of like the whole body or whatever. So that would be pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, it'd be a tra- lot more useful. Yeah. I mean, the, the training arc did have a lot of off screen character development too. I mean, Fuko pulled the blicky on Billy. So <laughs> with no Fuko would not have done. Yeah. And she, uh, she actually pulled the trigger too. So yeah, uh, she blew half his face off. Well, a part of his face off. But so after that, Fuko is talking to Tatiana and called Billy a kind and wonderful person. 
And after everything we've seen, I don't really believe that he's a kind and wonderful person. I think he's kind of a manipulative asshole. And I love that character for him. But Mm -hmm. like, do you guys have any ideas why she said that? Do you think it was maybe to calm Tatiana down or something like that? Um, We did see the color of Billy's eyes changed and it does seem like he can see now. So maybe it's really not actually Billy. Is the only thing I could think. And maybe Fuko believes that because Tatiana said it. Interesting. I thought he was just being a manipulative kind of guy, pulling a little eyes in from Bleach, which I love betrayal. That is one of my favorite things in anime. Like this shit was gas. <laughs> and like the only thing that like makes me think that we like actually saw on screen his eyes change color. So it could be somebody else. Um otherwise, I have Really, no idea why you would call him a kind and wonderful person after trying to kill you. Yeah, I mean, my only thinking was that Tatiana was an absolute head case at that point. So I think she was just trying to calm her down and get her nerves right. That's what I thought. And that makes sense as well. I mean, there, there's still there's still a chance that he is uh, that guy still, though. You know, maybe maybe he's not the. Maybe it's kind of like Andy. Like maybe he's got different personalities or something. You know, uh, we, we have already seen yet, that in this so. series. Yeah, he is using undead ability, so maybe he can. Maybe uh, Andy's undead like personalities or whatever can do that too, or something like it. Maybe that comes with the like thing. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah, maybe it's when he activates his ability, which is absolutely fucking broken. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, it's it's absurd. It's very unfair. It's very unfair. <laughs> put it lightly. <laughs> but I know Tyler last episode mentioned that it would be kind of odd to start a new organization due to political differences, and I kind of don't find it so unbelievable. I think if that is Billy, he's watched this for a long time. I don't know how long Billy's been in the union. But he has seen them fail over and over and over again. And if he thinks dropping nukes on people is going to be the thing that eventually saves the world, mm-hmm. you know, I think he's right to push for his own agenda in that sense. I don't think dropping nukes on people is good, but he's a man of action, you know? And yeah. I think if you're one away from the end of the world, so like you got to do something to fix that. So, like, I don't know if he necessarily is a bad guy per se, he's more of just. A different motive to take that down you know yeah i think he's just on a different level and i talked about it uh our last rundown as well it's like that if it comes down to like the whole world ending like can you have to sacrifice like a few hundred thousand people to save eight billion people like you know 80 percent of the population like aaron no, i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> but it would be less than like one percent you know it would be less than point one percent you know so like yeah, it's a terrible thing to do. Would I ever do that? Um, no, because I'll never, you know, like that's just not going to happen. Um, but it seems somewhat reasonable in this situation. Another thing like that um, I just now thought of is when, so they're taking a round table, right? And the only way to complete these quests in order to stop the world from uh, plunging into chaos or ending or whatever the hell is going to happen, we're not sure. Um, is the only way they can work on that shit is if all the seats are full. Uh, do we know if the under has enough manpower to fill those seats? You know, that's another I, thing that I'm wondering about. 
Yeah, I think since this is their big debut with Billy as the leader, I think he has been like covertly communicating with other negators talking about this for a while. And I think, you know, there probably is third or 11. Yeah, 11 people who are ready to go. I mean, we've seen three of them. Actually, no, we've seen one, two, three, five of them total. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised if there was another six people in the under with broken abilities who are going to cause a lot of chaos, which I'm really excited to see. Hmm. Right. And if he's got, you know, a large enough crew to go out and capture UMAs, like, yeah, I think he has enough asses to put in the seats yeah i um, mean they, they captured burn yes and we see what kind of monster that is yeah so speaking of burn um they had a pretty crazy plan to lock him up were you guys expecting them to act that quickly and just have like this much coordinated movement without a lot of like dialogue or anything because i was pretty impressed with how quickly the union kind of pulled this shit off. Like it was what, five minutes in anime time, of course. Yeah. I mean, if <laughs> that really, um, it was just a uh, long enough for a uh, to shout out the orders and then the plan was off, you know, and that training arcade hard, bro, that we didn't even get to see. Uh, I'm not mad. I, <laughs> I, I, I find it kind of, I still kind of, I, I still find it kind of crazy that, um, they rely so much on uh, Foucault's unluck ability, knowing that, not knowing what it's going to do, you know, because that's not very consistent. You know what I mean? So, yeah, definitely. I mean, Foucault's ability, you know, if she makes Andy the target, you just have to put Andy somewhere in the vicinity of hopefully Burns core, which we clearly see. I mean, Andy gets a big old smooch on the cheek from our girl Foucault here. And then proceeds to just launch his head into Burns' body. <laughs> and they use like this crazy electromechanical pillar cannon. Like, yeah. <laughs> yes. I, I don't know how else to explain it. They basically just spun this like pit, like the Washington fucking monument. Or the, what, yeah, the Washington it. You, you monument? got it. You got yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. They Americans here. The fucking Washington Monument, which is a giant pillar with a pointy top, through this giant UMA, based on just Andy being in his gut regenerating. And at the same time, um, I can't remember his name, but our mad scientist friend has his crew literally like launching a bunch of freezing like capabilities, which I didn't know they had, you know, they've they've kind of got this. This place is a fortress of mystery to me, you know, like every time I think what the hell is going to happen, they pull the craziest shit out of their ass. And it almost kind of felt like it was manipulating the um, uh, unluckability as well, uh, not just leaving it up to chance 100 percent. I don't know how they could have manipulated it to end up like they was. Uh, I guess they know more about it than us. I don't know. Yeah, they've had time to like study it, and especially yeah. with Foucault training, I'm sure they were collecting a lot of data on how it worked. Yeah, it Court just seemed like that's it. what they was trying to do, you know, is manipulate it. So. Yes. I mean, the only way to figure out how her ability works in more detail is just to have Andy be a body bag. Because <laughs> <laughs> like everybody else would die. Yes. yes. Which I'm sure he's fine with, you know, so. I mean, he's yeah. got a little smooch here and there, maybe a little something, something else. We don't know who's off screen. Mm -hmm. and, and like we also saw like uh billy use 
the undead ability and he was like yo dude this hurts like this still hurts <laughs> really bad i'm surprised you like incorporated this into your fighting style because i had never really thought about that he's actually cutting off his limbs biting his fingers off constantly and just not even doesn't care but we, now we know it's still full pain this makes andy more of a badass it really does he's always been a badass but yeah, speaking of Billy using Undead, he's also just like throwing out all the Union's negator abilities. I mean, we see him use Unjustice, we see him use Unstoppable, and like none of it is ref- is as refined as what the Union members can do. But I was really impressed with his ability to manipulate all these nader- negator abilities like off the rap, you know? Yes. Um, I just said ability like 17 times and I was trying really hard not to. <laughs> I don't, I don't uh, really know how you could get around it, to be honest. I just wonder if like there's a limit to how many he can uh, negate or abilities that he can actually use. Right now we're only sending him use, what, three, maybe four at the most? So, uh, I, I don't think so because they go into it and they kind of explain how his ability works later in the episode where they say that basically anybody who views Billy as a threat, he can use their ability, which is very unfair. So kind of a light name for it. It's a little more than unfair. It's 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 just broken. I don't know how to put it, you know, like <laughs> you just got a bag of tricks nobody saw coming. So are you on the unfair train too? Because uh... I think that's what it is, though. Is a negator name. They haven't said it yet, you know, officially, so. It's true. I think so. Um, I think he just, maybe, like, they have seen other unfairs in the past. And, like, they weren't able to fully use their ability. Because, I mean, we know Rip talked about if somebody can't use their ability to the fullest or for their cause, they just kill them, so. Yeah. Maybe very, very well been the case here. Or it could have another name. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, we'll I think out. unfair for right now is, is a good placeholder because it is yeah. extremely unfair. Yeah, plus, plus, like I said, they said it. They said it without like bringing attention to it, but like, I, I know what they're doing. I know what they're doing. So. <laughs> so after all of this to stop Burn, it was unsuccessful. He was able to get the kettle ripping again. And get out of the ice attack. Uh, the Washington Monument missed his core, so he's not dead. And the under continues to try and escape. Uh, during this, Billy actually throws Fuko off the ledge using his injustice. Well, his version of injustice, I get. And Fuko's goal was to survive, so she did the exact opposite and just casually backed off a, a table that was... <laughs> About 100 meters in the sky like <laughs> up there? i don't know yeah it was pretty high up there but i thought that was a really cool use uh he, he's being very creative on how he's using all these abilities and it's the fact that like it's really cool because like he knows the intricacies of these abilities he knows how to use unstoppable and what how to actually stop himself he just needs to have a dramatic change in his body aka break something but then you also still undead so you can immediately fix yourself clean as fuck like he, he really thought this through yeah no billy's kind of i'm really getting eyes and vibes from him like he is he's kind of a badass i like him 
But after that, after Fuko falls, Andy tries to save her and jumps off the table to basically fly down and get her, where they are caught by Tatiana. And Tatiana, Andy, and Fuko basically head up through Stonehenge. What the fuck, dude? What was <laughs> happening? What was happening here? I was sitting there. I was like, no fucking way. They're just chilling in the UK, like in Stonehenge. Like, that's a sick spot for a secret base. <laughs> <laughs> So guys, Stonehenge wasn't built by the aliens. It was built by the Union. Trust trust the facts here. Big trust. Big trust. <laughs> and after that, Tatiana basically um, confronts Billy. And Billy uses injustice on her, thinking that will stop her from attacking him. But with Tatiana still being so torn on the situation, still loving Billy, it backfires big time. And Tatiana lays down the hammer on Billy Byrne in the under, which I was pretty hyped for. That shit looks like it hurt. Oh, yeah. And he tanked that shit, you know, undead and all. But, yeah, I wasn't expecting that either. I- I'm not really sure what I was expecting, but that-, that caught me off guard for sure. I thought it was awesome. You know, I kind of expect at this point, I, I think that Tatiana is going to kill Billy. I think so. You think so? I think so. I, yeah, I mean, I think they I think they're leading up to that. Uh, I think that she's going to be the one that kills Billy. And I think Billy dies. I don't think there's any uh, I don't think there's any way you can live this out and the union win. Right. They can't just let him go. This. Right. I think he gets away with the table. Oh, he definitely is so. going to get away. Yeah. I think we're going to get a Billy V Victor. Mm. And I'm very excited for that. That would go crazy. Absolutely crazy. I think like, Billy gets fucking KO'd if 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 Victor comes out. Victor's Victor, like damn near unstoppable. Victor would be standing there like you merely adopted the undead. I was born in it, nurtured <laughs> by it. <laughs> okay. And then the episode ends with Fuko and Andy getting saved by Shen, riding the Kinto Un Cloud, aka the flying fucking Nimbus. Our boy is Goku, dude. There's no doubt. He's got the power pole. He's got the Nimbus. And the funniest line of this episode was Andy going to Shen. You can ride this thing. <laughs> I was fucking cracking up. I was like, oh, shit. The pure heart still matters. Next thing yeah. you know, our man is going to be glowing. <laughs> I was. I'm also really confused because like. Andy's on it. Andy didn't fall through it either. So, like, what the fuck is going on right now? This is a knockoff-ass Nimbus. Because <laughs> even, great, like, in, in Japanese mythology, Nimbus. like, you have to be pure of heart to, to sit on it. Well, maybe Andy is pure of heart. Maybe all his evil is inside of Victor. Victor, I mean. Andy's only goal in life is to get laid. That's right not now. pure of heart. Well, his I mean, only goal in yeah. life is to die. That includes... and the episode ends with billy saying they won't let the union have arc and i have no idea what that is but they did get apocalypse uh unfeel slash phil his actual name was able to get apocalypse and because of his ability unfeel he wasn't able to flood him with a millennia's worth of memories like he did to go and we're all good, you know? They got Apocalypse. Roundtable can't operate without Apocalypse, so we're really excited to see where it goes. Yeah, yeah. And it's 
hilarious that Phil's name is uh, abilities unfail. That poor <laughs> bastard, dude. <laughs> <laughs> he'll, never, he'll never enjoy coitus. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Tyler, you want to get us into free red? <laughs> yeah, let's go. We're in episode 21, The World of Magic. And as the first round of the major exams are coming to a close, the mages are in a scramble trying to get their hands on a steal any way that they can. And will Freerin and Fern be on a winning side? We will find out next on Freerin the Slayer. So, Dragon Ball jokes. We start the episode off with Flame taking Freerin to meet Siri. Wait, uh, wait, hold on. I understand you have very important things to talk about here. But next time on, that didn't happen in Dragon Ball, right? That was only Dragon Ball Z? Yeah. You can't make uh, that joke yet, Tyler. Actually, actually, it did happen. It has happened in Dragon Ball. I'm pretty oh, yeah. sure. Okay, they started so, it in Dragon Ball. I've okay. heard it several times. On Dragon Ball Z. But, so they, they don't really say that line. They say, uh, will Goku, da da da, find out next time on Dragon Ball? You know, so. Way less hype. Kind of the same thing. So I'm like remembering the Dragon Ball announcer's voice, and it's way less hype. <laughs> but uh we start this episode off with Flame taking Furin to meet Siri and Siri is the living grimoire elf mage uh in case nobody knows I had to look this name up cuz I didn't remember it at all uh, <laughs> <Harry>? <laughs> Yeah Siri Siri I'm going to call her Siri cuz you know I Siri's in your phone dude Bro it's literally the same thing Siri on your phone and Siri the living grimoire think about it my phone doesn't tell me how to do magical spells. That's because we're not in a fantasy world. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> but you know, this was this was like a pretty uh, crazy opening moment because, like, did it surprise y'all that Freeran had already met Siri? Oh, a hundred percent. Like, there, yeah. there was no way for us to know that at all. Um, but you know, looking back, we know Flame is like probably the most famous mage of all time it makes sense that she at least knew siri yeah i was really surprised to learn that that was flame's master so we got yeah. a little connection right here mm-hmm. but i wasn't necessarily surprised that they had met in the past you know fern or sorry freeran had mentioned a few times that she hasn't met an elf in a long time and there's not many of them left so We've seen two, three elves in this entire well, show. Well, Freeran you know, said she also said that um, she thought all the elves were dead when they met that that guy elf. That's true. Yeah, maybe pre- she thought Siri had kicked the bucket. Yeah, I gotta start saying Siri. I'm not saying Siri. Siri. <laughs> but uh, I think later in the episode, it actually says that it's been a thousand years since Siri uh, and Freeran has met. So. That's, I mean, we're apparently Freeran is much, much older than we initially thought. And apparently elves can live a whole lot longer than we initially thought because Siri, there ain't no telling how old she is. And it's been a thousand plus years since she met Freeran. So, and Freeran's a young elf. So it's just, that's just crazy to think about. Yeah. And, didn't, didn't they mention that? They met when Free Run was 400 years old. Uh, in this episode, I thought they I, said that. I don't remember that. Um, yeah. 
But yeah, I, we, I do we know that that, that uh, Froome was about fifteen hundred years old. Yeah, I, I think we've gotten we some hints along did. the way about how old she is, but nothing like too concrete. So, um, I think I think they want it to be a mystery, kind of honestly. Uh, but seeing Siri and knowing that Siri was Flame Sensei and stuff. It brings me like to think about: Do we think that Fruin like is collecting all these grimoires and spells and stuff like that it, because she aspires to be like Siri? Do y'all think I that? I don't think so. Um, I mean, just from what Fruin said when they met Siri was, you know, that's the whole fun of magic for me is just collecting spells. I don't want power or anything like that. I'm just trying to chill and learn shit. It's not about the goal; it's about the journey. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one piece. Gotcha. <laughs> but uh we we talked uh I think in the last episode about uh if Furin would want anything if she came across Siri and you know we learned that she actually says that she don't want anything that the greatest joy of magic lies in searching for it. And we learned also learned that Dinkin thinks the same thing. So both of them kind of just want the joy of finding magic on their own or searching for it. Um, but knowing this, like, do y'all think that that's changed or the, like, if she sees Siri again, do you think that she won't want anything again or will she pick another, pick a spell this time? I mean, Freerun, I, I would love to see these two have a little duel because I want to see mm. who's stronger. But Freerun defeated the Demon King, and if Sarah is this all-knowing great mage, like, why didn't she defeat the Demon King? And we got into it a little bit with Flame basically talking about Freerun, where she was like, Freerun is a peaceful mage, she doesn't seek out battle. Which is why she will be the one to defeat the Demon King, because she lives for an era of peace, while we live for an era of war, essentially. And that shit was fucking deep. It was, yeah. You don't, you don't want like uh, a new world to start when the atmosphere is like war, you know, because then it'll just start all over again. You know, you gotta create the the atmosphere you want to want to live in, you know, for the future. Definitely, uh, exactly. So. That's that's true. I mean, even in the Avatar: The Last Airbender, I rose like I can't go kill the Fire Lord, my brother, because it would just be seen. As me trying to take power, it would be more yeah. of the same. The cycle would continue. It's the same thing here. Yeah, definitely. You know, free run. She's learning that the greatest joy of magic is the friends you find along the way, aka One Piece. Yeah, <laughs> and and if Freerun did go see Siri again and got to pick a spell, I think she would pick something silly like making a certain flower. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, she's been maybe she's been looking for a spell this last thousand years and just hasn't come across it. It's like, hey, I've been trying to figure out how to make this certain flower, man. You, can you help me with that? <laughs> I could see that something light, something a little special. Uh, mm-hmm. But that would piss Sarah off. <laughs> you think so, so much? Oh, that's when I get my duel. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> so you think they're gonna fight, huh? I, I like hope that. so. Yeah, she'd I mean, be like it'd be a really cool like because she's not like the big baddie, but like as an antagonist, I think that would be really interesting. Oh hell yeah! yeah. Okay, I mean we could see it happen. I guess we'll see. Uh, and speaking of like fights, we we're going to see Lewin and Connie. They're actually fighting right right to right now, 
and he says he feels like babysitting, which is pretty funny, and begins actually giving them a history lesson. And this is when we learned that defensive magic can be used against magical attacks and even some basic physical attacks from like warriors and stuff, but it can't be used to protect against magical attacks that use physical things such as earth. So now we're basically seeing like Richter basically earth bending and Dinkin is using fire in his spells as well. So it's funny that Bass mentions Avatar because we're literally seeing Avatar in this shit now. And I, I'm I'm for it. So, like, does that surprise you that magic ha- uh, that magic has evolved this much um, after only seeing Furin and Fern's magic um, spells all this time? Like the simple offensive magic spells. Well, it, it kind of it doesn't really surprise me, but it gives me. I asked a question like, why does everybody use a certain type of magic using like a something physical or something like that? And now that we know it's more effective against basic defensive magic, which is what everybody uses on defense, makes a lot of sense. It like connected the dots for me. The history okay. lesson just wasn't for me. It was, I mean, for, for the kids, it was just, it was for me as well. You know, <laughs> I enjoyed it. We learned a little, little something about magic. It seems like every episode or every other episode and we're learning we're just piecing it together little by little. And it just shows you how much like Furin believes that, she doesn't need that type of shit because she's just that strong, you know. So, yeah, and I'm I'm sure Freeman in her bag of tricks has the ability to do a lot of this stuff. I mean, I know they mentioned that each mage has like an affinity for certain types of attacks, which is what they develop. But like, I mean, Freeman's she's she's got all that in her bag. I I probably right. Yeah, I'm sure. And I wonder if like using these physical things like requires more mana. Than just like a basic attack, you know what I'm saying, and that's why like somebody like Fern or Fearing can like just straight overwhelm them, you know. Obviously, they both have a ton of mana, but I wonder if it's just more efficient just to use base magic. Maybe, yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, with Fern, like she just like hits them so fast, you know, like they can't keep up, and Fearing like just like obliterates everything so uh i don't know it's they're just strong so it, it'll be it'll be interesting that's why i'm wanting to see something like dan's talking about or like some kind of big powerful person i want to see how they fare against them so i yeah, don't I think mean, it may be it but you know <laughs> i mean the strongest opponent we've seen so far in the show has been aura and uh, Freeran didn't even have to really lift a finger. She just had to like release her mana for a half a second. Yeah. Yeah. We want to so. see a class one mage battle. That's what we're yeah. asking for. A true one. So, mm-hmm. um, Except Freeran is class like S plus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it, like speaking of like high class mages, um, the overseers uh, say that someone has been analyzing the barrier and that no one could break it because no one was more powerful than Siri, who actually created the barrier. And at this time, I was thinking, you know, Freeran's got to be the one that's, you know, analyzing the barrier. And, like, did we realize that she was actually going to try to break it at this time? Yeah, once they started talking about it, I was like, oh, it has to be Freeran. Everyone else here is a fucking scrub. Yeah. <laughs> no, I thought the same thing as well. I was like, "Yeah, she's bringing that shit down. She's not studying it for no reason." Yeah, I mean, compared, of course. I mean, they're really good mages, but like, not against a fifteen hundred year old mage with mana 
out the wazoo, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the apprentice of Flamme. Did uh so at this like at this point in time, did y'all did did it come together why she was wanting to break it? Like we all knew that she was doing it. We all figured that she was gonna break it, but why? Did y'all know why she was gonna break it? I think just to say what's up, you know. Oh, really? Okay. I thought it was just gonna be out of curiosity to see okay. if she could. That seems like a foreign thing to do. Like no like real goal in mind, but it became I think it became useful after yeah, a yeah, while. Yeah. And she was like, okay, now now, now is a good time. <laughs> uh, but uh, speaking of like Freeran and her fighting, this is this is the moment I've been waiting for. Freeran versus Dinkin. And Dinkin actually held it together for a while, but he still got shit on in the end. Um, so big shout out to him. He thought he was going to pull, you know, he thought he was going to get it, but he didn't, uh, he didn't come close. So... And after like that fight, Freeran just threatened to kill him if uh, old Flashstab girl doesn't bring the steel out to get uh, give it to her. And I'm thinking that she would have probably killed Dinkin. Honestly, I think she has it in her. I don't think uh, so. I don't think don't she would have. So. I don't nah. think becoming a first class mage was that important to her. Um, she just wants her snacks. We got to remember that. That's the whole reason she's here. <laughs> so she can have her snacks. Oh, true, true. And then on top of that, she probably has a lot of faith in Fern. Okay. So. Yeah. And I don't think Freeran has, like, I don't think she's going to kill anybody who isn't a demon. Like, unless they're really evil. But, like, I don't know. We have demons for that. Like, you don't need to make her kill a human. I think that would kind of, like, take away from her character a little bit. Okay, I see yeah, what you're saying. It, it would. And I also want to comment on something. You said Dinkin held his own there for a minute. For a minute. <laughs> Freeran for wasn't a minute. trying. Freeran wasn't even trying. <laughs> and Dinkin was like, oh, I'm going to end this quick. He was going all out. Like, that's all he had. Look, 30 listen. seconds later, I'm out of mana. Fuck. <laughs> listen, I had to give the man a little respect because I didn't want to seem like I was just shitting on him, which I totally wanted to do, so... Look, dude wasted his ult, man. He blew his load in the first 30 seconds of the fight. <laughs> and Freeman's just there like, was that it? Do you think they have <laughs> magical Viagra? <laughs> <laughs> Not again. Yeah, our man is, you know, he's, he's, hey, he's pretty years, old. Bro. He's pretty old. He might need it. <laughs> You're hitting him in two different spots that hurt. Get that man, man a blue chew. <laughs> 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 Maybe he would have put a scratch out for you to the blue chew. <laughs> but all I'm saying is at the end of the last episode, I said, I think I said something along the lines, I can't wait till this old man gets humbled. So that's my view on it. Um I was just making it sound a little bit better. So. <laughs> okay. I just I just had to clear that up. <laughs> it's just like not even fair though, because like I think Duncan could have fucked up a lot of the people there. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. like yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just he just drew like the short straw and had to fight a fifteen hundred year old mage with mana like out the ass, you know? Like it's just not fair. Dengue yeah. had, had, had like somewhat incompetent um you know, teammates. Not so much uh Rakta, but whatever her name was, the other girl. She should have just stayed hidden. They yeah. won. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, he told her to. So, yeah. Speaking of Dinkin, I mean, we might as well talk about it. Like his his respect, my respect for him went up 
a thousand times uh after this fight he goes he goes he's like i'm not giving up you know the party's not over till i'm dead you know type vibes and like he goes and tries to track down people and he's like i'm winning this shit and he finds people that's already got a member killed and like he was like he pulls up on them and he's like you stay here flash step girl me and me and this guy's gonna go over here. And, <laughs> the boy's got work to do. Yeah. <laughs> the man and, got work to and do. The, and the young boy is just like, bro, what are we doing? We ain't got no mana. And he's like, bro, from where I'm from, we don't need mana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, the, the whole like you're a man, right? And then yeah. the cloak dropped. Like I was like, yeah, he's dude, him. He's him. jacked, kind of, you know, for an old man. Dude, he was fucking. He 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 had like Master Roshi vibes yeah. going on. He was fucking swole, dude. <laughs> and like that one line might make Denkin like a top three character in the show for me. Like that shit was awesome. I wouldn't blame you. <laughs> All Roshi, I'm, I'm saying, not, man, I'm out of mana, but I'm not out of options, and I love that. Yeah. He said, pull up and square up. Like, (laughs) you know, we've had a lot of we've had a lot of people standing still and throwing spells around and backstepping, you know, not a lot of movement in the fights in the show besides flying. And then he just fucking drops the gloves like a hockey player ready to pull a sweater over this dude's face and start knocking him out. I was so fucking hyped, hyped, dude. (laughs) Yeah, this was. Probably one of my favorite moments of the scene. Like I said, uh, this episode, like I said, my respect for him went up like a lot. Tenfold. Uh, so, <laughs> this is uh, a top five moment in the show yeah. for me. Oh, I yeah. mean, d- damn the episode. Like, th- that was gas. Yeah. Uh, I I knew we had to talk about this moment because it's like we're watching Mashu out there. Like, out, no, no magic? No problem, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh but I guess one one last thing before we uh, move on to Mashal. Um, we actually... So, Bruin did break the barrier. Um, we knew it was coming, obviously. And uh, she... she So, when when she said uh, that Kawin and Lonnie, uh, Kane would win, I was like, okay, I know what she's doing. She's breaking the barrier because it's raining. And this will, you know, make them more likely to win against Richter. And that's when it popped up in my head. And I thought this was like a brilliant move by um, Freeran because she went through all the trouble just to make it where she didn't have to help uh, Lawin and Connie against Richter. She let them do it on their own. So I, I really enjoyed that. So, Yeah, a little genius move by Freeran there at the end. Yeah. And... I think it's really interesting because, like, I didn't realize that. Like, I kind of forgot it was raining. Yeah. Because it wasn't raining in the episode. And I was like, mm. oh, wait. Yeah. Give a water and ice mage some water. See what fucking happens. Yeah. And I really enjoyed it because Richter's whole, you know, defensive spells can't stop physical magic shit really backfired on him. When he was getting tidal waves to the face, <laughs> it was just blowing through defensive spells. <laughs> and he's just like, what can I do? I'm just going to try to stop it. And uh, that's all I can do. So, yeah, no joke. <laughs> I just would have laid on the ground and been like, it is what it is. Dude, like, have you ever like been like in the ocean and gotten smacked with a wave? 
like oh, it fucking hurts. hurts. It and hurts, that dude. was like that was the equivalent of like a thirty foot wave, man. I've, like I'd be in a body bag. By a wave. Yeah, I've definitely been concussed by a wave, so I couldn't imagine <laughs> uh, what happened to him. And I also thought it was interesting uh, that six parties or eighteen people passed the first exam. And I just want to put it out there that nineteen parties and fifty seven people total entered the exam. So that's thirteen parties gone. Not not going to the next uh next thing. So that's how hard this was. And Ferrin and Fern kinda like passed with flying colors, I think. So um I just wanted to bring that up as well. But I think that's about it. We seen Stark at the end, so I'm happy, kinda. It's good to see our boy come back. <laughs> yeah, he's just vibing. Yeah, I've been talking about him for a couple a uh, couple episodes now. Where's he at? Now we know he's drinking and staying up late playing video games. So he, he yeah, I don't have a bedtime, bro. <laughs> you're a fucking grown ass young man. <laughs> like who's telling you to go to bed? Burn dog. He's in burn. the burn thumb. <laughs> he whipped. Yeah. Oh yeah. I understand. But well, that's all I got, boys. Excellent. Excellent, guys. Now, now we have a uh, mash season two episode five. Finn, Ames, and the Friend. Finally, a little bit of a change-up on the name of the episode. I've been looking forward to it. <laughs> so, with the blue team slash the heart team near elimination, Finn is attempting to find his comrades during the life crystal exam. Unfortunately, he runs into Carpaccio, a boy with a gift from the gods. And little Finn has to hold on until help <laughs> arrives. This poor <laughs> sucker. You didn't have to do him dirty like that, bro. What'd you say little before that? <laughs> little Finn, not the big one. <laughs> so I just had to like do a double take because I swear when I saw the title of this episode, I thought it was Finn Ames and the Fiend. Mm. And they were talking about Carpaccio. And I was like, wait, I thought it was Fiend. <laughs> no, it's a friend. It's his friend. Um, but Still yeah, wouldn't right make a good title. It would have been because boy is a fiend. Carpaccio is something different. But uh, right off the bat, guys, we got an important piece of lore. And it was about Master Canes. So basically, there are 13 of these wands in the world. Very select number of people. And they only choose the people with the best magical talents. And it's really from birth. And it grants you blessings or a blessing from the gods. So now we have specific wands and the three-liners that get blessings from gods. Like, do you think Ames just has a special wand or if he is getting that gift from what do we say the god of war Ares slash mars like where do you think he gets his power from yeah he's got a master can if he's pulling off that shit interesting he has to so yeah and I, didn't didn't they call like aren't all the um visionary divine visionaries don't they keep calling them all canes yeah but does the sword cane have a master cane, I guess? I don't know. That's what I'm con- that's what I'm really yeah, trying to get at here. Like, is anybody that's a three liner automatically get a master cane? Or can you get the gift from the gods from just being a three liner? You know what I'm saying? Like they haven't re- they didn't really clarify that. Yeah, it is it confuses me as well. Um I also want to know if if Mash's cane is like a master cane kinda. You know the the iron stick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the iron stick. Let's go. I mean, we don't really know because you know he he can't use magic, but like 
What if he could? What, is that a master cane? You know, no, he's out there with a piece of fucking rebar. This <laughs> is not a. It weighs way more than a rebar. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he basically chose him. It was waiting on him the whole time. Yeah. yeah. Um. And plus, it had that magic elf water or some shit, like just like flowing into it for so long. Imagine how much power is in that thing that's just untapped. That's why you can change it into a tennis racket. <laughs> Probably. And ball. And ball. <laughs> yeah, and ball. Damn. Like, imagine if he had some power. So. Yeah. Well, very, if he very had, interesting. The problem is, though, if he had magic powers, he wouldn't be able to take a piece of God knows how old super steel and fucking form it into a tennis racket. I mean, he full on like grabbed that thing and made a net with his fingers. Like, disgusting, shit. disgusting. I was so confused where it was going with that scene. Yeah, I'm but just, I mean, go ahead. I was just, I'm just confused, like how he actually made the square hose. Did he like poke his finger through him. Yeah, just a little poke, you know. <laughs> Okay, okay. In the midst okay. of battle, but okay. yeah, after talking about the master canes, like we kind of got back to like the life crystal portion of the exam, where Finn is looking for his boys, and unfor- unfortunately, he runs into old Carpaccio, and even told homeboy he would lick his feet even in between <laughs> his toes. Different, like I, not, I ain't never been that scared in my life. Not like me for real. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're gonna have to go ahead and do away with me. I ain't looking between your toes, dog. I can't live like that. <laughs> Take me out. Yeah. You know what the worst part of this is? Is if Fid was on that magic mirror that was in the stadium, he said that shit in front of the entire school. And you know he had to be. You know they got like 15 cameras up showing everybody, so he said that shit in front of everybody. Shameless old boy. That's why we call him little Finn. They're gonna be he's gonna be on TikTok now. Damn. hmm <laughs> And like we actually got to see a glimpse of like Carpaggio's magic as like he was like finishing up his last fight. And we kind of saw a spirit form behind him while he was about to fight Finn for the first time before oh boy he hit the jets and ran. Did you guys have any idea that that was going to be a god? I didn't put two and two together. There was a master cane and an actual physical god that would be present at the fucking battle. I mean, that's the first time we've seen like that, right? Oh, yeah. Definitely the first time we've seen something like that. My thought process was like when I saw him, they had just given us a two minute monologue on master canes. And I was like, oh, he's going to have a master cane, you know, like (laughs) observations. Yeah. I'm I'm just laughing on the couch, y'all. His fucking wand was creepy, though. Yeah, it was like the whole heart with the arteries wrapped around it. Disgusting looking. Not a fan. Zero out of ten. Don't recommend. But uh, yeah, I just I just don't know how you beat him on a normal uh, occasion. If like he, he you can't like he, any damage you do like goes back to you. That you can't beat that, right? So. I mean, well, they found his weakness pretty much. It's, just, it's the actual statue. Yeah. If you can do blunt force trauma to the statue, like, it doesn't actually affect you. It's but in a magical world, who's going to be able to do that besides MASH? My it's money's wild. on Headmaster. And, and <laughs> oh. <laughs> he seems like he's got it like that. Okay. 
I do want to say though, when I first saw Carpaccio, I said, damn, that boy got some ropes around his neck. Oh, you talking about the chains? He, yeah. He had some two yeah. thick, thick ass chains. I was like, damn, my boy fly as fuck. The dookie chains. Oh, yes, sir. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guys. I, he, I, I didn't even see those. I don't even lie. <laughs> Dude, fit is one of the most important things in anime. Don't it tell is. me otherwise. And my man is fly. Okay. But uh, Carp also went into a monologue. Carp. Yeah, bro, Carp. I'm not saying Carpaccio <laughs> the whole fucking time, bro. Carp. Cappuccino. Is Ooh. it wait? Is it Carpaccio like an Italian dish? <laughs> I'm not sure, bro. I'm gonna Google it. I think it is. Please do. But uh, he went into a monologue about how Finn like didn't deserve to be at Easton, and bro was kind of cooking in my opinion because Finn is a born again <laughs> coward. And he runs from everything. We haven't seen Finn do a single thing other than be good at, like, bookworm shit. But to be fair, Finn doesn't even want to be here. He just got accidentally, you know, roped into it somehow, right? Dude, <laughs> if I was Finn and MASH tried to give me those fucking gold coins, I'd be like, exactly. hell nah, dog. I ain't taking this shit. I, ain't, I don't want to be a divine visionary. Who, me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> give them to somebody else, bro. Give them to, what's her name, Lemon. So... <laughs> she's got better chances no, no, she, really she, does, she really does though. <laughs> but yeah I thought there was a lot of truth to what Carpaggio slash Carp was saying because that was that, bro is ass like he, he's he's a two pack of ass shout out Joe Button but um go <laughs> <laughs> <Holy> shit <laughs> uh, Joe over. Uh, and while we're still meeting Bullshit, and I want to say carpaccio is a dish of meat or fish, thinly sliced and pounded thin, served raw. Pounded thin, okay, okay. Cooking up names. Okay. Okay. It looks like fucking uncooked roast beef. Yes, and I think my favorite (laughs) uh, scene of the show, this this episode, um, outside of like Finn's little final stand there, was after they got through kind of explaining that, that Carp was like the most talented student, like raw talent at the school. We got a little solo shot of uh, Margaret thanking God, his mother, <laughs> father, for bringing him into the world so he can fight strong people. Mama. Uh, that is my fucking boy. Like, fuck MASH, dude. Like, he's so awesome. <laughs> I was cracking up. Mama, Papa, Arigato. <laughs> what is wrong with you? He's the man, dude. He just wants to box. Bro, um, characters like him usually have like sister complexes, and I'm surprised he doesn't have one. We can't no. have two, dude. We can't have two in this show. Nah, I feel like he's just a bro. I feel like he's just a bro. We're gonna see. If he had a, if he has a sister, he's probably we're gonna see. So Yes. But um, you know, going back to the mint, uh the Finn carp fight, we we're seeing we're finally seeing what the actual deal is with the ability you know anytime that you hurt him the gods hurt you and uh he feels no pain has never felt any pain before so very obvious why he looks down on weak people he's never been in that position he has no empathy for it uh because he's never been touched um kind of reminds me of gara there from naruto to to be honest but you know when finn's finally on his last legs bleeding out on the floor and he kind of gives us you know small speech about I'm not giving this shit up. Like you're gonna have to take me out. Like you're gonna have to kill me. I'm not giving up this this final final crystal. 
Bash comes in in the very last moment and mushes Carp into the wall. And it's followed by, this was not in vain now that I'm here. Massive. I am here. Huge All Might vibes right there. Yes. Dude, I had to pause my fucking... I had to pause the episode and message you guys. I am here. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, was like, oh, shit. it was the Just same thing in the air. Yeah, <laughs> that shit was lit. It really was. Um, but what did you guys think about Carp after we learned about his magic? Like, did it change your perception of him in any way? He's a creep. <laughs> yeah, he's a creepy dude. And no, it didn't really change my perception of him. I was like, oh, he hasn't felt pain. And that's fucking creepy. <laughs> this episode made me change my view of Finn and Mash more so than Carpaccio, Car Cappuccino, whatever. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because I, I kind of like lost a lot of respect for Carpaccio because like his power is not of his own doing. He yeah. doesn't have any like real magic outside of like his gift. And like, yeah, he's super strong because of it. That's cool, but like, you didn't work for any of that shit. Like, you were literally born with it. So, yeah, and it shows in his like uh, his personality. So, yeah, I thought he was uh, after that. Like, I thought he was cool when I first saw him, but like after that, I was like, yeah, this guy's actually lame as fuck. You know, but, his uh, power is fucking cool though. Yeah, and and then then during Mash's like speech, talking shit back to Carpaggio. He admitted and says, like, yeah, Finn may be weak. Yeah, he is weak and he is an eyesore. <laughs> but he was he was standing up against you. And how how would you guys fucking feel if your boy was sitting there talking talking like that in front of everybody? I mean, Finn knows his place, dude. He says it all the time. I don't know if I can take that. Oh yeah, you're not Finn. Hey. You you're gonna take that from the dude that just saves your life. It, there's nothing else you could do about it except sit there and thank him. Yeah, like <laughs> hell, if you're hell li- nah. dude, I'm you're pull, lying, I pull him. I pull him over to the side after this shit. Was like, don't you fucking talk about me like that, dog? Bro, I know who thanks, I am, but bro, goddamn, thanks. you ain't gonna put me on blast out here, dog. Bro, you lying on the ground, being to a pole, and all might shows up and says, "I am here." You're like, that's my fucking boy. I know my place. <laughs> 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 I can't live like that, bro. I cry every time I walk up to the mirror in the morning. I'm still me. I'm still me. But you Hell gotta think nah. though, our boy was like literally almost about to lick toes. Um, so I mean, it doesn't matter at yeah, this point. No you know what I mean? You're right. Yes. He no Here's the thing: you're not starting at the bottom like our boyfriend is. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have taken kindly to that shit. Like you could have left that part out. That wasn't even necessary. I feel like so in this in this uh scene, uh so the all my thing was like awesome. But my favorite part of this was when Mash Deadass looked him in the eye and was like, When I do you like you just did him, are you gonna be able to stand up to me? <laughs> like yeah, that, that was, that was you. cool. Yeah. I'm like, that's a hard ass line. Like that that's let him cook. Like bro's mm-hmm. cooking right there and he's he's saying some good shit right there, so yeah, I mean, and it was true because, like, I mean, in the end, like, you know, Mash forms his iron wand and uh, to a ball yeah. and racket, <laughs> and just smashes the god nurse or whatever, and leaving Carpaggio wide open. And it's like, yeah, this dude is just what he was gifted. It's very hollow, and like, and and I think you know now that everybody knows his weakness, that he becomes like much 
less intimidating. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But uh, I want to talk about Finn for a second. Going back is like, do we see any potential for growth for, for Finn? Maybe like this is rock bottom, him, you know? Yeah, like we saw a side of him I don't think we knew was there. But like, do you think he has somewhere to go from here? Yeah, I definitely do. Um, I think Finn, I mean, his personal magic is really lame. It's like he switches place, switches places with someone. Mm-hmm. But if he can learn some offensive abilities or tag team that shit with MASH, I mean, we're going to get Jumpjutsu Kaisen yeah. in MASH. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, like, yeah. s- somebody goes to attack Finn, and he's just like, oh, switch places. And then Mashal just comes in with the left and right hook. Like, that could be a cool tag team. Yeah, I think and, it combos very well with what, what Mash is. But and it doesn't if, really work with any other Magic users. Yeah, it really doesn't. I mean, we haven't seen anybody who just uses, like, physical Magic. Like, Magic, I don't know, like, say they make Enhancing, Magic boxing yeah. gloves. Yeah. But, that, that, we we did see that one um uh back in the very beginning of season one where uh, Mash and uh um, red haired kid uh fought with the and he was like earth bending kind of you know mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking about that would be yeah. pretty good with that kind of magic so it would be yeah yeah or even like you hey have your friends like attack you and then yeah places with the enemy yeah that would work too I was gonna say lock up that spirit bomb you know and then. Goku's mm-hmm. gonna or Finn's gonna hit the fast travel, the instant transmission and swap places. Like that'd be pretty sweet. Yeah. Timing has to be impeccable though. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. These are wizards. They're not like superhumans. No, they yeah. just gotta hit, get hit a couple times from what we've seen. Yeah, but you know, Mash kind of does his thing and ends up beating Carpaggio over the head, just one shots him with the racket, the iron racket, and he goes down. And I thought it was pretty cool. He was like, gained a lot of respect for Finn and MASH after that. He was like, yeah, you, this guy was going through, like, this much pain just to try to, you know, help his friend. Like, that's cool. I fu- He fucked with it. But, like, do y'all think he, they could ever be, like, friends, like how they did with the other dorm? Nah, this is, like, a different animal. Like, yeah, they were attacking MASH, and, like, they picked a fight. This mm-hmm. was some fucking dude stabbing himself and stabbing his closest, one of his yeah. closest friends, you know? Like, it wasn't even fair. Right, right. But I don't know, maybe. It's Mashal. He'll be friends with yeah, everybody. Yeah, Mash seems to have, like, the Goku effect, who, like, everybody he fights, like, they pretty, pretty much become friends with him after a while. So I wonder. I, I think it's possible. Um, After Carpaggio has, like, a little respect for the two. Yeah, we we could definitely see it. I, I just don't. I think his mental uh, state is a little uh, uh, more rockier than the doll loving um, dude. Rockier of, than that. <laughs> rockier yeah. than that, bro. When somebody don't cannot feel pain for all their life and is stabbing themselves and like almost killing someone. And like playing with them and shit like that, like um, yeah. I mean, that, that's uh, didn't a bit didn't Lord there. Abel turn his mom into a doll, bro? Uh, it didn't kill her though. <laughs> no, she dead. <laughs> <laughs> she been dead. Yeah, but I, he carries I don't know. around his mom as a mannequin, baby. Bro, yeah, this isn't Zatch Bell with a little fucking humanoid doll that can move. You know, like she so. 
but but then again, you know, maybe he, you know, Abel was like way out there and was he was able to come back. But I this this dude's like he's way out there, but he's he's just trying to just kill people. He he's not really like like that mess. He knows what he's doing. You know what I mean? Well, Whereas I don't, I don't think, think he Abel really knew what, he, know was what doing. he was doing. I, I didn't. I don't think Carpaggio knew what he was doing because he had never felt pain. He's like, damn, so. like I'm, I'm really actually fucking hurting these people like this, yeah, because he was surprised, because he never knew pain. Okay, right. So maybe, maybe this, maybe this does change you. Maybe this does uh, gain, uh, make him gain like a new perspective on life. So, yeah, I hope so, because uh, I, I want to see more of him. I think it'd be cool. Yeah, but that's all Definitely. I got, boys. Oh yeah, sweet. Awesome. Well, appreciate you guys hanging out. Uh, we have a really exciting DGen episode this week. We're catching up on another cult classic. We're going to be watching the Ghost Stories dub. And let me tell you, this is a very <laughs> interesting show. We also have a guest host, Super Dave, from the Treehouse Anime Club is joining. So make sure you give that a listen, and we'll catch you guys on Thursday. Peace! Later. Bye.